Hello and welcome in to Newsmax Daily for Thursday, March the 23rd, 3-23-23. And today is National Puppy Day. Is there anything better than a puppy? OMG. It is also World Meteorological Day, so shout out to the meteorologists, I guess. And on the food calendar, it's National Chips and Dips Day. So maybe have some chips and dips while playing with your puppy. On this day in 1965, America's first two-person space mission took place as Gemini 3 blasted off with astronauts Virgil Grissom, known as Gus, and John Young. If you were around in 1965, I'm sure you remember that. In Washington today, President Biden celebrating the 13th anniversary of Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, something he had a lot to do with as vice president, and then he's headed to the southern border. No, I'm just kidding. He's heading out of the country again, this time to Ottawa, Canada, for a Friday meeting with Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, where they will both reaffirm their commitment to Ukraine, trade, and security between the U.S. and Canada. Biden's last visit to the Great White North, by the way, was back in 2016 as vice president. And the markets are trying to recover after Jerome Powell put the kibosh on the markets again yesterday. What did I say last week? Can they just be quiet for a week? The Fed's raising interest rates another 25 basis points or a quarter of a percentage point yesterday when many analysts thought that they may pause the rate hikes due to the recent failures of three banks. Higher interest rates were a contributing factor to Silicon Valley banks collapse after taking a huge loss on bond sales. Powell saying there is still a lot of work to be done in the fight against inflation. Inflation remains too high and the labor market continues to be very tight. My colleagues and I understand the hardship that high inflation is causing, and we remain strongly committed to bringing inflation back down to our 2% goal. I'm really not sure him and his well-paid colleagues understand what the average American Joe is going through as far as inflation goes, especially the elderly. I met an elderly woman in the supermarket yesterday, in fact, who was buying cereal and bananas. And I said, wow, Cheerios and bananas, that's a good breakfast. And she said, oh, no, it's my dinner. I can barely afford to eat anything these days. That's the reality of what's going on. By now, you know the Dow lost more than 500 points. The Nasdaq dropped close to 200 points. Economist Stephen Moore, former Trump economic advisor, spoke with Newsmax's Bianca De La Garza about the Fed and the economy. Do you think the Fed is doing a good job? I mean, where do you place all the blame to what we're seeing today? Uh, I'm going to start with the Biden administration. I think that that really what has put us in this precarious financial situation, and we may see more banks, more dominoes fall like Silicon Valley Bank in the weeks ahead. We'll see. I hope I'm wrong about that. But, you know, there's a lot of banks that are under the same kind of financial stress that we saw in Signature Bank and that we've seen now with uh, Silicon Valley Bank. So why did we get this runaway inflation? Well, we got the runaway inflation because Biden came in and spent $6 trillion. Uh, You just played that clip from Janet Yellen. She's completely wrong. This has not been a successful economic experiment. It's been a total disaster for middle-class families that have lost about three to $4,000 in purchasing power since Trump came into, I mean, since Biden came into office. Um, So you gotta control the spending because you're not gonna bring the inflation rate down until we have a deal where we aim towards 
much lower spending and a balanced budget. That's why I think Kevin McCarthy is doing the right thing here and basically saying to Joe Biden, we're not going to have a budget deal until you, until you agree that we get uh, control of this out-of-control spending. I mean, look, the national yeah. debt is higher, is now um, forecast to hit $50 trillion in the next 10 years, $50 trillion. When yeah. I first came to Washington, we had $1.5 trillion of debt. Now we're going to have $50 trillion? That's a recipe for economic disaster. There's nothing the Fed can do about that. That's former Trump senior economic advisor Stephen Moore. Aside from the Federal Reserve, Biden's economy, and your 401k sucking, the grand jury in the Trump, Stormy Daniels, Michael Cohen case surprised everyone on Wednesday by not meeting. The only thing important about this case is that a former president could could be charged with a crime if they could come up with something related to campaign finance. As of this morning, the New York City grand jury hearing the case is expected to meet sometime today. As I said yesterday, they could call more witnesses, ask to see evidence like the emails turned in by Trump witness Robert Costello, who was featured in yesterday's Newsmax Daily, or they could actually vote to indict. This is Donald Trump's attorney, Joe Tacopina, on Wednesday's edition of John Bachman Now. We will be making ferocious motions um, from the get-go regarding selective prosecution, targeting prosecution. And when, when a grand jury proceeding is not fair and complete and they're, they're, they're hiding, if you will, exculpatory evidence, because Costello has said he's given all those emails to the prosecution, but a lot of them weren't put before the grand jury. I'm familiar with some of those emails. They make Michael Cohen out to be a pathological liar, um, someone who said completely the opposite of what he's saying now, um, you know, not too long ago, um, and, and, and to his own attorney, now, this is not this is somewhere this is not on a TV show. You know, Michael Cohen would be on every television show that would allow him on saying that Donald Trump's the greatest person in the world and and he would never do anything wrong. Of course, now he's he's saying exactly the opposite. He expects everyone to believe him. Um, you know, he's got a very limited audience. Uh, one network seems to use him as an expert all the time, even though he's a convicted felon, a convicted liar, convicted perjurer. Um, but it's 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 really um, mind boggling that their case is being built on this. Alvin Bragg said not too long ago. Um, that he doesn't see a world in where he would have Michael Cohen as a witness against Donald Trump. And I, I, maybe perhaps his, um, his, he's changed his mind or, or maybe perhaps enough pressure has gotten him by his support base to force him to do this. But my God, the day we start prosecuting people because we don't like them or we don't uh, agree with their politics or we want to, we want to, you know, kneecap them as a, as a political um, candidate is the day this country has really turned itself on its head. And I think we're getting there right now because this is nothing more than weaponization of the uh, DA's office, the prosecutor's office and, and the justice yeah. system. And in my 32 years doing this, I've never seen anything like it ever, ever. Donald Trump's attorney, Joe Tacopina on John Bachman. Now your lunchtime go-to for news and information. That's noon Eastern on Newsmax TV. And there is potentially a big court case churning between Israel and a U.S. company. Politically woke ice cream maker Ben & Jerry's is having to scoop itself out of another embarrassing controversy. Our Jewish correspondent Daniel Cohen is live near Tel Aviv with a lawsuit that's accusing Ben & Jerry's of benefiting from child labor. Good morning, Daniel. Allison, listen to this. For Ben & Jerry's, selling ice cream in Israel was inconsistent with its values. Remember that? But according to a new class action lawsuit, using child labor allegedly isn't. 
According to a New York Times expose published late last month, 100 migrant children ended up working in dangerous jobs, including at least one milk supplier in Ben and Jerry's Vermont supply chain. A year before President Trump took office, migrant workers protested the company, saying they lived in unheated barns during the Vermont winter while milking cows at midnight. And some say they were wounded by exploding glass milk bottles. The Times story details children as young as 13 working 12-hour days. Pro-Israel anti-BDS activist Emily Austin is accusing Ben & Jerry's of hypocrisy. If you're going to be an ice cream company and you don't want to stick to just creating ice cream, that's fine. If you want to pretend that you care about human rights and be an advocate for humanity, then at least if you're going to fake it, do it all the way. Don't, oh, we're going to stand with this organization and that organization. Don't one day care about human rights, but you have children making your ice cream because that's just hypocritical. In 2017, immigrant farm workers signed on to Milk with Dignity, a campaign overseen by the Burlington-based nonprofit Migrant Justice. Over the years, Ben & Jerry's has made social justice a key part of its brand. The head of Ben & Jerry's Israel says the attempted occupied territory boycott in support of Palestinians, remember this, cost the parent company Unilever millions. It was seen as anti-Semitic because the company never boycotted any other region of the world. The New York Times piece quotes Ben & Jerry's head of values-led sourcing, her name is Cheryl Pinto, as saying, and I quote, if migrant children needed to work full-time, it was preferable for them to have jobs at a well-monitored workplace. Ben & Jerry's responded saying it's deeply concerned by the claims made in that New York Times story and promised decisive action against any suppliers not adhering to the law. That's Newsmax's Jerusalem correspondent, Daniel Cohen. I told you that I'm sacrificing ice cream for Lent, which contrary to what my no ice cream eating wife says, it is a big sacrifice for me. Today is the 30th day of Lent, by the way, so we are getting closer. However, I stopped eating slash buying Ben and Jerry's a long time ago. In other news, today is the day the CEO of TikTok is scheduled to answer questions from a congressional committee on Capitol Hill. This as lawmakers continue the push to ban the Chinese-run app. And in Arizona, their Supreme Court is throwing out election fraud claims made by gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake. Six out of seven of the claims were rejected Wednesday by the state's Supreme Court, who agreed with the lower court's decision to dismiss claims about injected ballots and voters being disenfranchised because of voting machines. They did, however, send back to the lower court a claim about Maricopa County not going through its signature verification procedures. And back at the beginning, I mentioned President Biden celebrating the 13th anniversary of the Affordable Care Act, commonly known as Obamacare. This month is also the 20th anniversary of the war in Iraq, March 2003. Shock and awe, remember? Greg Kelly was an embedded reporter on the ground with U.S. troops in Iraq. All those troops over there, all those American troops fighting, risking their lives, weapons of mass destruction. Remember, the war on terror. And just about everywhere we went in Iraq, instead of making friends, we made enemies. Don't tell me about the schools that we built. That's not why we went there. And quite frankly, we didn't make a dent in that society. No, we took so much from them and so much from us. And then George W. Bush joked about it. No weapons of mass destruction. And in 2004, he had to, I guess this is owning it, 
making light of it, making fun of the worst mistake in American history? Those weapons of mass destruction got to be somewhere. <laughs> nope, no weapons over there. Maybe under here. <laughs> Not funny. That's outrageous. And now he has the nerve to wag his finger at MAGA and call us nativists. And, well, he looks down on us because, well, he's a snob. And he conned a lot of people. So did this family with the pork rinds and, you know, the country music. You send so many people to war. To get Saddam Hussein in part, right? Saddam Hussein's gone. But what about the weapons of mass destruction? You know, he was a bad guy. But it's like, let's say you have a neighbor who's a bad guy and you want him evicted. And instead of evicting one guy from one house, you destroy the entire neighborhood. That's what we did. And you know who called all of this out in the most dramatic, in-your-face way possible? And this is one of the reasons why I signed on very, very early. You know who. Obviously, the war in Iraq was a big, fat mistake, all right? Now, you can take it any way you want. And it took, Je it took Jeb Bush, if you remember, at the beginning of his announcement, when he announced for president, took him five days. He went back. It was a mistake. It wasn't a mistake. Took him five days before his people told him what to say. And he ultimately said it was a mistake. The war in Iraq, we spent $2 trillion, thousands of lives. We don't even have it. Iran is taking over Iraq with the second largest oil reserves in the world. Obviously, it was a mistake. So George Bush made a mistake. We so, can make mistakes, but that one was a beauty. We should have never been in Iraq. We have destabilized right. the Middle East. So much truth in just a few seconds. There are aspects of the Republican Party who never even entertained any of the obvious truth. That's from last night's edition of Greg Kelly Reports and Donald Trump in a February 2016 Republican debate, which basically sealed the deal for low energy Jeb. If you missed it, I encourage you. In fact, I implore you to go watch it on demand. It was absolutely fantastic. Thank you, Greg Kelly. The first missile launched or the first bombs dropped by the United States were at night. I specifically remember driving in my car and hearing that on the radio. The U.S. has attacked Iraq, and as they say, the rest is history. All right, don't forget, if you're not already watching Newsmax TV, you can find it on most major cable systems, including Comcast, Xfinity, AT&T, DirecTV, Cox Cable, and others, as well as platforms like Roku, Amazon, and Pluto. Be sure to download the Newsmax TV app so you can watch your favorite shows like Greg Kelly Reports, like Wake Up America, The Record with Greta Van Susteren, and others anywhere, anytime you want. Thank you, as always, for listening to Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. I appreciate it. And I will see you right back here tomorrow. In the meantime, keep fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.